Today is the 27th of September 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I really want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. And if you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture, and music. It's easy. It's simple. You'll pick it up as we go along. But we normally start each episode with our opening prayer. So let's begin with our prayer, shall we? Lord, today we remember your faithfulness. Thank you for letting us walk with you each day. We know that you are with us in each and every moment. We thank you, Lord, for keeping your promises and inspiring us with your goodness. In this moment, we come before you and lay our lives at your feet. May we continue to adore and worship you with every fiber of our being. May we always praise you and come to know you better. Today, as we join in worship, may we sing with all the angels of heaven of your greatness and wonder. Lord, we adore you. Lord, we love you. Today, may we be guided by your light and mercy forever. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we continue with Isaiah and we finish Paul's letter to the Corinthians. But we'll see you on the other side. Let's ask God to speak to us through the words in Scripture this morning. Loving God, today as we read these words, speak to us. Remind us who you are, that you are the God of history, you are the God of the present, you are the God of the future. Show yourself to us today, Lord. More importantly, show us who you want us to be. We ask this in Jesus' name. 
Amen. For the final time this week, our Bible readings are taken from the Holman Christian Standard Bible, and we begin with Isaiah 30. Woe to the rebellious children! This is the Lord's declaration. They carry out a plan, but not mine. They make an alliance, but against my will, piling sin on top of sin. They set out to go down to Egypt without asking my advice, in order to seek shelter under Pharaoh's protection, and take refuge in Egypt's shadow. But Pharaoh's protection will become your shame, and refuge in Egypt's shadow your disgrace. For though his princes are at Zoan, and his messengers reach as far as Hanes, everyone will be ashamed, because of a people who can't help. They are of no benefit, they are no help. They are good for nothing but shame and reproach. An oracle about the animals of the Negev. Through a land of trouble and distress, of lioness and lion, of viper and flying serpent, they carry their wealth on the backs of donkeys and their treasures on the humps of camels to a people who will not help them. Egypt's help is completely worthless. Therefore I call her Rahab who just sits. Go now, write on a tablet in their presence and inscribe it on a scroll. It will be for the future, forever and ever. They are a rebellious people, deceptive children, children who do not want to obey the Lord's instructions. They say to the seers, do not see, and to the prophets, do not prophesy the truth to us. Tell us flattering things, prophesy illusions. Get out of the way, leave the pathway, rid us of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore the Holy One of Israel says, Because you have rejected this message, and have trusted in opposition and deceit, and have depended on them, this iniquity of yours will be like a spreading breach, a bulge in a high wall, whose collapse will come in an instant, suddenly. Its collapse will be like the shattering of a potter's jar crushed to pieces, so that not even a fragment of pottery will be found among its shattered remains. No fragment large enough to take fire from a hearth or scoop water from a cistern. For the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, has said, You will be delivered by returning and resting. Your strength will lie in quiet confidence. But you are not willing. You say, No, we will escape on horses. Therefore you will escape. And we will ride on fast horses. But those who pursue you will be faster. One thousand will flee at the threat of one. At the threat of five you will flee, until you remain alone like a solitary pole on a mountaintop, or a banner on a hill. Therefore the Lord is waiting to show you mercy, and is rising up to show you compassion, for the Lord is a just God. All who wait patiently for Him are happy. For you people will live on Zion in Jerusalem and will never cry again. He will show favor to you at the sound of your cry when He hears. He will answer you. The Lord will give you meagre bread and water during oppression, but your teacher will not hide himself any longer. Your eyes will see your teacher, and whenever you turn to the right or to your left, your ears will hear this command behind you. This is the way. Walk in it. Then you will defile your silver-plated idols and your gold-plated images. You will throw them away like menstrual cloths and call them filth. Then you will send rain for your seed that you have sown in the ground and the food the produce of the ground will be rich and plentiful. On that day, your oxen will graze in open pastures. 
The oxen and donkeys that work the ground will eat salted fodder, scattered with winnowing fork and shovel. Streams flowing with water will be on every high mountain, and every raised hill on the day of great slaughter when the towers fell. The moonlight will be as bright as the sun, and the sunlight will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven days. On the day the Lord bandages his people's injuries, and heals the wounds he inflicted. Look, Yahweh comes from far away, his anger burning and heavy with smoke. His lips are full of fury, and his tongue is like a consuming fire. His breath is like an overflowing torrent that rises to the neck. He comes to sift the nations in a sieve of destruction, and to put a bridle on the jaws of the people to lead them astray. Your singing will be like that, on the night of the holy festival, and your heart will rejoice like one who walks to the music of a flute, going up to the mountain of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. And the Lord will make the splendor of his voice heard, and reveal his arm, striking in angry wrath, and a flame of consuming fire, in driving rain, a torrent, and hailstones. Assyria will be shattered by the voice of the Lord. He will strike with a rod, and every stroke of the appointed staff that the Lord brings down on him will be to the sound of tambourines and lyres. He will fight against him with brandished weapons. Indeed, Topheth has been ready for the king for some time now. Its funeral pyre is deep and wide, with plenty of fire and wood. The breath of the Lord, like a torrent of brimstone, kindles it. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, and who depend on horses. They trust in the abundance of chariots and the large number of horsemen. They do not look to the Holy One of Israel, and they do not seek the Lord's help. But he also is wise and brings disaster. He does not go back on what he says. He will rise up against the house of wicked men and against the allies of evildoers. Egyptians are men, not God. Their horses are flesh, not spirit. When the Lord raises his hand to strike, the helper will stumble, and the one who is helped will fall. Both will perish together. For this is what the Lord said to me. As a lion or young lion growls over its prey, when a band of shepherds is called out against it, and is not terrified by their shouting or subdued by their noise, so the Lord of hosts will come down to fight on Mount Zion and on its hill. Like hovering birds, so the Lord of hosts will protect Jerusalem. By protecting it, he will rescue it. By sparing it, he will deliver it. Return to the one the Israelites have greatly rebelled against. For on that day every one of you will reject the silver and gold idols that your own hands have sinfully made. Then Assyria will fall, but not by human sword. A sword will devour him, but not one made by man. He will flee from the sword. His young men will be put to the forced labor. His rock will pass away because of fear, and his officers will be afraid because of the signal flag. This is the Lord's declaration, whose fire is in Zion, and whose furnace is in Jerusalem. Indeed, a king will reign righteously, and rulers will rule justly. Each will be like a shelter from the wind, a refuge from the rain, like streams of water in a dry land, and the shade of a massive rock in an arid land. Then the eyes of those who see will not be closed, and the eyes of those who hear will listen. The reckless mind will gain knowledge, and the stammering tongue will speak clearly and fluently. A fool will no longer be called a noble, nor a scoundrel said to be important. For a fool speaks foolishness, and his mind plots iniquity. He lives in a godless way and speaks falsely about the Lord. 
he leaves the hungry empty and deprives the thirsty of drink. The scoundrel's weapons are destructive. He hatches plots to destroy the needy with lives, even when the poor says what is right. But the noble person plans noble things. He stands up for noble causes. Stand up, you complacent woman. Listen to me. Pay attention to what I say, you overconfident daughters. In a little more than a year, your overconfident ones will shudder, for the vintage will fail and the harvest will not come. Shudder, you complacent ones. Tremble, you overconfident ones. Strip yourselves bare and put sackcloth around your waist. Beat your breasts in the morning, for the delightful fields and the fruitful vines, for the ground of my people growing thorns and briars. Indeed, for every joyous house in the joyful city. For the palace will be forsaken, the busy city abandoned. The hill and the watchtower will become barren places forever. The joy of wild donkeys and a pasture for flocks, until the spirit from heaven is poured out on us. Then the desert will become an orchard, and the orchard will seem like a forest. Then justice will inhabit the wilderness, and righteousness will dwell in the orchard. The result of the righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness will be quiet confidence forever. Then my people will dwell in a peaceful place, in safe and secure dwellings. But hail will level the forest, and the city will sink into the depths. Those who sow seed are happy, beside abundant waters. They let ox and donkey range freely. 1 Corinthians 16 now about the collection for the saints. You should do the same as I instructed the Galatian churches. On the first day of the week, each of you is to set something aside and save in keeping with how he prospers, so that no collections will need to be made when I come. When I arrive, I will send with letters those you recommend to carry your precious gifts to Jerusalem. If it is suitable for me to go as well, they can travel with me. I will come to you after I pass through Macedonia, for I will be travelling through Macedonia, and perhaps I will remain with you or even spend the winter so that you may send me on my way wherever I go. I don't want to see you now just in passing, for I hope to spend some time with you, if the Lord allows it. But I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost, because a wide door for effective ministry has opened for me, yet many oppose me. If Timothy comes, see that he has nothing to fear from you, because he is doing the Lord's work just as I am. Therefore, no one should look down on him. Send him on his way in peace so that he can come to me, for I am expecting him with the brothers. About our brother Apollos, I strongly urge him to come to you with the brothers, but he was not at all willing to come now. However, he will come when he has an opportunity. Be alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like a man. Be strong. Your every action must be done with love. Brothers, you know the household of Stephanus. They are the first fruits of Achaia and have devoted themselves to serving the saints. I urge you also to submit to such people and to everyone who works and labors with them. I am pleased to have Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaeatus with us, because these men have made up for your absence, for they have refreshed my spirit and yours, therefore recognize such people. The churches in Asia greet you. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord, along with the church that meets in their home. All the brothers greet you. Greet one another with a holy kiss.
This greeting is in my own hand, Paul. If anyone does not love the Lord, a curse is on them. Maranatha, that is, Lord, come. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. Song of Solomon 6 Youth, where has your love gone, most beautiful of women? Which way has he turned? We will seek him with you. Woman, my love has gone down to the garden, to beds of spice, to feed in the gardens and gather lilies. I am my love's and my love is mine. He feeds among the lilies. Man, you are as beautiful as Terza, my darling, lovely as Jerusalem awe-inspiring as an army with banners. Turn your eyes away from me, for they captivate me. Your hair is like a flock of goats streaming down from Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of ewes coming up from washing, each one having a twin and not one missing. Behind your veil, your brow is like a slice of pomegranate. There are sixty queens and eighty concubines and young women without number. But my dove, my virtuous one, is unique. She is the favorite of her mother, perfect to the one who gave her birth. Women see her and declare her fortunate, queens and concubines also, and they sing her praises. Who is this who shines like the dawn, as beautiful as the moon, bright as the sun, awe-inspiring as an army with banners? Woman, I came down to the walnut grove to see the blossoms of the valley, to see if the vines were budding and the pomegranates blooming. Before I knew it, my desire put me among the chariots of my noble people. Youth, come back, come back, Shulamite. Come back, come back, that we may look for you. Man, why are you looking at the Shumalite as you look at the dance of the two camps? We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that may just have caught our attention. And when we get back, we're going to offer up our prayers for the day.
Before we say our prayers for today, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email. Check the show notes. There are links in the, in the show notes. If you click those, they'll take you to wherever you need to go. And we've been asked again to pray for Joyce. Joyce was a lady we were asked to pray for at the beginning of the week who went into hospital with a bleed on the brain. Um, her condition is no better. So if we can remember Joyce in our prayers. Let's pray, shall we? Lord our God, we are your children who come before you and stand in your presence. So be with us and be our light in all situations of life, in all hardships and grief. Be our light as you've always been. Reveal your power so that the world may know you as we have come to know you. Lord, give us joyful readiness to persevere until your day comes, for the brightness of your day will shine through all darkness and will end all evil to the glory of your name. Amen. And for the final time this week, we're going to pray for all those involved in law enforcement and the police. Lord, we come to you today, thankful for the men and women on our police force who serve and protect us around the clock. We rest better each night, and we go about our daily lives in safety, knowing that your police force is always a phone call away to help us in our time of need. So today, Lord, we pray your special strength and protection upon our police officers as they go about their work of keeping the peace, preventing crime, catching those who break the law. They intervene in personal disputes. They care for victims. They assist those who are mentally unwell. They find the lost. They regulate the traffic. They keep demonstrations peaceful. They fight the battle against drugs. They intervene in domestic abuse. They protect against terrorism. They investigate crimes. Lord, as we thank you for all these things that our police force does for us, we cannot help but be overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude. And we also ask, Lord, for a renewed sense of the complexity and the enormity of their job. And so we thank you, Father, for each individual who has answered the call to the crucial service to our communities and for the spirit of service they exhibit. Today, Lord, we pray that they will receive the support they, re they deserve from the community, the funding and equipment they need to do their job, and the training that will keep them ready to face our changing needs. Lord, we also pray your blessing and protection on the families of our police officers. We thank you for the sacrifices made by their families, that we might all live in peace and security. Lord, thank you for all that our police officers do to provide peace and justice for all. And we pray all of this in the strong and mighty name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.